Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You ready, baby? Yep. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> hey, listeners. Hi, it's your girl, Amber, reminding you at the top of the episode to join our Patreon. If you click the link in our Instagram bio, it'll take you to a nice little link tree. And at the top of that link tree, you will see Patreon. We want to welcome one new patron to the party, T. Lee. Welcome, 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 friend. Remember, patrons, we are doing a book giveaway, not this episode, but next on March 1st, I want to say. We're going to be giving away the book Black Leopard, Red Wolf, which we just read. So be sure to join that Patreon. You can give $1, $2. You can maybe even probably give 50 cents a month. We are so grateful for your long-term support. Now let's get started with the show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Sci under the Believe Podcast Network. It's a podcast about black science fiction and fantasy and staying on the same page in this marriage. Today for episode 73, we'll be discussing and closing up part three or series three, as I've been calling it on Instagram, series three of the novel Black Leopard, Red Wolf, written by Marlon James. Um, So those are parts five and six of the book. We make it so that if you didn't read the book with us, you should still find a way to access it. Uh, But before we get started, Ben, you didn't put this in the outline, but I kind of want you to read it. Um, Ben shared just a very beautiful quote written by Marlon James uh, at our baby shower recently that he, you know, Ben asked to get on the mic, which could go either way, as we all know. So um, when Ben asked to grab the mic, I was a little bit like, oh, Lord, what's going to happen? But obviously the whole room was moved to tears. Um, And so, Ben, I would love if you could maybe just share not the whole speech because it was a little lengthy, but, you know. Your, your love for me is lengthy. Um, could you just share the, the Marlon James quote part? Yeah, so Marlon James just dropped his, the, the second part of the Dark Star trilogy. But the cool thing about this book, his trilogy, is that you can start with any book. Oh, great. It's nonlinear. Like so you could read uh, the next one, which is called uh, Moon Witch Spider King. And the Moon Witch is Sogolon. So it follows Sogolon's story, who is sort of the antagonist in Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Right, but you don't need that if you, you want to. But it's a, yeah, it's a nice treat. It's a nice nod. Yeah, so like to get the full story, you have to read all three books, but you can start with the third book or the, you know, the third released book or the second released book or the first released book. We're going to read them uh, in publisher order, but gotcha. you can pick up up anyway. So the second book, it follows so- Sogolon's story. And here's a quote from that second book, which we are also going to be reading. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is about Sogolon. And if toe falls off, she will run on heel. And if heel fall off, she will run on knee. And if knee fall off, she will crawl. And that's about Sogolon, but I said that reminded me of Amber because Amber's just so stubborn, hard-headed, and would would do anything um, even if she lost all her limbs. You know, she would, you know, crawl. That's not how you framed it at the shower. I didn't. You framed it as me being just strong and resilient. Yeah, exactly. And and telling people how you are so confident that I'll be able to get through this labor. But if you would like to, um, you know, stab me from the front, that's okay as well. Ben, how are you doing today? Also, that's an Oscar Wilde quote. True friends stab you in the front. And (laughs) true friends stab you in the front. And trust me, you were the truest of friends. Yeah, exactly. That's what I said. Mm. 
I see your true colors. Well, actually, I want to see because you're like a reading queen. You read, you finished two books this week. I did. The other book I read was uh, A Good Man or The Good Man. I think it's A Good Man by um, Ani Katz, which was very interesting. Um, white author, but psychological thriller. You know, I love one of those. It gives you very, like, if you enjoy the Netflix show, you, you will enjoy this book. Uh, but it was a novella. So for the first time ever, I was able to read two books at a time, which you know I hate doing. But yeah. you do, you read damn seven books at a time. Three, four, um, five, and I was yeah. able to get it done. So it was really nice. And now I just started Michaela Cole's Misfits. It's just like a very small book about, you know, the bad bitch that is Michaela Cole. Yeah. And then, um, but uh, A Good Man is actually a reference to the Flannery O'Connor short story called A Good Man is Hard to Find. And in that story, it's mm. about a man who stops uh, to rob a woman and her kids, and he ends up killing the woman and all the kids. So when I, I saw the title of that, I was like, I know I know where this is heading. Don't spoil it for the people listening. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but it, it is a reference to a really beautiful, intense short story called A Good Man is Hard to Find. Uh, everyone should read that. Very disturbing. Um, yeah, yes. how's your week been? Because you know you had to deal with me, and um, I, I was in full panic mode this week, listeners, because my Every Instagram week. was hacked. Every um, week you're in full panic <laughs> mode, but this week was was panic <laughs> upon panic. Which people will hear. I I didn't even share that with my prenatal yoga class. Every week we we stop and share like what we're going through that week, what's been stressing us out, and I just didn't feel comfortable sharing. Like my Instagram was hacked, y'all, because I would have had to explain like that would mean I, like you can't work. Right. As a full-time creator, if I made a, a brand deal collaboration with someone and then my Instagram is hacked, I shit you not am out of thousands of dollars. So I would have had to say that. And then they would have been like, what? I don't understand. Um, so, but yeah, it was hacked. It's back. Um, it was kind of my own fault, but the hackers were very smart. So I'll get like in, in, in another world, I will hire them one day. These, these teenage children in Turkey. Yeah, which isn't even a stretch. It's some of my some of my Instagram settings are still in Turkish, and I'm like, what the fuck does this say? Yeah, so Instagram or hackers have a way of pinpointing the thing that you most want and then manipulating that. And so the thing that yeah, you like really the Tinder wanted, swindler. Yeah, I got swindled this week. Yeah, and you really wanted to get a blue check, and people know that. People know that well, there's this not- desire to get a the blue tick. It's not even that I really need this blue check to be successful. It's that Instagram has a process where you can apply for verification. I know sometimes like on the follower side, people are like, give sis her blue check. But it's actually not like that. You have to go in and formally request for verification and blah, 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 and submit all these articles and receipts as to why you should be verified. And then you have to wait for 30 days. So I did all of that about 30 days ago. And so I got an email saying like, we've reviewed your account. You have been accepted for verification. Like, please click on this form to accept your blue check, essentially. And so I guess these hackers found a list of people who have applied for verification and then did it, you know? So I was like, just moving so quickly and i was excited about it um but now i, I don't i don't even care yeah, they can keep the blue check i don't want it anymore i, I, I just agree that creating. they found a list i think they but probably I did apply roughly right i mean 30 days right ago. but you have to think that these people are sending out mass mass amount know, of these but, messages but and the it just email so says happened like, we that, reviewed your application right right so so of so course you, they're gonna say that and and so i know so but you send it out like to let me finish let me finish so you send it out to a hundred people, right? And you know, ninety-eight of those people were like, "Oh, I didn't submit for blue check." Thank a blue you. check. Obviously, this is scammed. 
Like, obviously, this is spam, so they just get rid of it. But you just happened to be the one where it sort of coincidentally, you know, worked. But they were playing with the law of large numbers. They were sending this out to hundreds and hundreds of people. While I agree with, sorry for trying to cut you off earlier. While I agree with you, there are some worlds where hackers can tap into certain email listservs of certain people. Like, sure. you remember how, like, when we watched Firefest? Like everybody who had gotten scammed on the Firefest had been then getting emails from other companies, so they were like, "Oh, they probably yeah, sold they, the listserv." They, they probably they could have sold that. So short. that's the thing that happens. But I, I don't mean, think Instagram we, is going to sell the people who are trying to get blue check. I mean, they could. They but could. I, that's that not seems what, a lot less likely than someone just being like, "Let's just find every anybody who's over eighty thousand followers who who probably most likely applied have for apply for verification and right. doesn't have a, a blue check." It's um, so stupid. I don't want it anymore. They can they can keep the goddamn blue check. I just want I, to be able to storytell. And that's sometimes when I'm like, wow, I'm really, I have been cut off from access from sharing my life with people and being funny and being a storyteller. Like I've clearly lost it. So um, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll try to apply for verification yeah, in the future, but I don't I, give a fuck about I think about you right should now. leave the verific- the business side to me. Oh, you. Yeah. Oh, what, what, what? Please walk me through your credentials. Yeah, I'm just saying that you know maybe I would have been scammed. Maybe I wouldn't. No, walk me through your credentials right now on the show. Uh, I'm a closer reader than you. You're a closer reader. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, but any like experience in the field? Oh, I, any I know, IT I know experience. Any I know experience with creators. I know that the the that we don't we mm-hmm. most certainly do not does. We don't have the press oh. to get a blue check. Okay. Like you submitted like a Yahoo News article. I'm like, So Come on. I've been in Voyage as well with my yoga business. I submitted a couple of things. Uh. Wow. So let's be clear. My my best friend Your and the father of friend. my future child I'm stabbing you in the is front. not a supporter of mine. I am a supporter. I'm just saying that. It's not that far-fetched that I would have a blue check. Anyway. You think it's far-fetched it, that I would have a blue check? No, I think you I just think you nuts. just haven't ha- gotten the the press needed to get a blue check. I I feel like there could be more press to be had, but I also know tons of creators that went viral once and have a blue check. Right, because they got the press that was required. You don't you don't. Yeah, have but they were yet. also like you know Buzzfeed's number fourteen funny clip of the exactly. week. It, it was it, it was also so, in the but, same realm. But you haven't been Buzzfeed. I haven't been. So once you get, you have to find a very reputable news source and like Yahoo News, like a random Yahoo News, just the way this Yahoo and BuzzFeed are like on the same level. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. It's all fake news. Uh, Let's get into. Damn, I wish you liked me. I do like you. I like you so much that I'm going to speak the truth to you. I, I, I needed to be humble this week. I'll give you that. But I, I, I prefer to be humbled by the children of Turkey. Than than your motherfucking ass. Go. Are you gonna? Are you not gonna go to Istanbul with me? Never now? again. I'm oh, too triggered. So, I'm too oh, triggered. The Hagia Sophia is like one of the wonders of the world. It's like this beautiful mosque. No, I'm just I gonna got, be on the I street and and being like prejudiced. Go on the Bosphorus, which is like this. No. you know, beautiful river that separates Asia and Europe. No, I now have bad Damn. blood with the entire country of Turkey. All right, moving on. Let's get into these <laughs> Apple podcasts. Go ahead, read one. Uh, this is. The title of this one, it was written by Bust the Rear View, Ooh. which is a joke of uh, <laughs> Bust the Rear View Mirror. Yeah. I'll, yeah. 
Anyway, what started as some admittedly unhealthy TikTok scrolling has turned into me discovering this thoughtful, intelligent, and eye-opening conversation, which now adds to my life in positive ways. I'm happy to know people like you exist and that you choose to share yourself with the world. Hashtag doing my part to reach 1K. Because I did have a goal to get 1,000. Yes. Uh, reviews so please please rate us it's super helpful if that we get, was so nice if we too. get a thousand reviews that'd be really nice just go in and put put the button of four stars or whatever thank Seven, you bust the rear view that was yeah. great great Ouch. name great review keep going keep All boosting right. my ego. highlight of my day this uh this comes from love leary uh love this podcast Listening to you guys on my way to school or work is the absolute highlight of my day. It's always all laughs and smiles listening to Sci-Fi Sci. I love seeing you guys grow every day and can't wait for the new addition to the family. Love, love you guys and everything you do. Forever, hashtag team member. I got your back, girl. <laughs> Ouch. How does that feel? I bet, I bet Love I, Leary thinks I deserve a, yeah, a blue check. I'm Well, I think you deserve a blue check. I just don't no, think well, you no, have no, the you credentials a- yet. So you the, deserve so, it. You don't have the credentials. There's two different things. Well, no. So either you're with me or against me. Because me and Love Leary are together. Only a, a Sith deals in absolutes. Like, or that's, you know, this idea of seeing black and white, uh, binary thinking. So I'm not it's black not very and you're queer. not white. It's very queer. So I'm not black is what you're saying. I didn't say that. I'm saying so the I'm not idea to only see in so binary. It's the erasure some binary. Some it's the black erasure during Black History Month for me. Moving on. This person, I, you know, honestly, I'm Team Amber if we come down to it. Who is? Me. I'm oh, Team Amber. Oh, I thought you were reading another review. Oh, I'm, you know. I'm mostly Team Amber. I, I think this whole household is Team Amber. Obviously. <laughs> the household wouldn't run if it wasn't Team Amber. Because we have to feed your ego. All right. And actually, literal belly. Yeah, I, go ahead. Yeah. I so, in, this is from uh, For the Love of Contradictions. Yeah. True. I so enjoy turning into the sci-fi sci-fi. Tuning in. I so enjoy tuning in. You know, listen, you mess up a lot and I don't interrupt your reading. I know, but I've been told I, I don't deserve blue chicks. So why don't you keep I going? didn't say you didn't deserve. I said you didn't have the credentials. Deserving and credentials <laughs> and proper channels. They're so two different things. If somebody things. applies for a job and you say like, I didn't say you didn't deserve this job, but you just don't have the credentials for yeah, this job. Which is unfair. Either way, your motherfucking ass ain't getting a job. Right. It's unfair. All right, keep going, keep going. Let me stop interrupting you. I'm sorry for the love of contradictions. We'll, we'll start again. I so enjoy tuning into the Sci-Fi Side podcast every week. I never used to be a big reader, but I've always been a huge fan of sci-fi. And hearing Amber and Ben engage in such authentic and raw discussions about books, movies, and life has sparked a new love of reading for me. Awesome. I've listened to every single episode from start to finish. I love the dedication to growth and understanding that these two share, as well as how they use their platform to highlight so many amazing black authors, directors, and other creatives. Amber and Ben, thank you so much for what you do. Y'all, don't get me the crying up in here. Oh, that's so nice. That is really nice. We love it. We are... It is It is always going to be our goal to read uh, black authors and support black artists, you know, 24-7, because that's what Ben does in this house all week. Uh, also, uh, this person said that they weren't much of a reader, and we have a really good friend last night who also said, oh, I'm not much of a reader. And we're I, at a baby shower last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, at our baby shower. And I was like, yeah, but I, I know you read. Like, you're a comedian. This is our friend Chloe. And, like, obviously <laughs> this person reads, like, scripts and memorizes things and writes things and, like, is con- like has her phone and, like, types things in her notes. So I know she reads. But I think there's this idea when people say, like, I'm not a reader. They're thinking about, like, 
I have a book in my hand every single moment, but I think everybody reads at some point. And if you read at some point, you are a reader. And I think when people say I'm not a reader, it's sort of, um, they, they maybe unintentionally sort of close them off, close themselves off of like seeing themselves as more intelligent than they think they are, you know? Yeah, I think it's just like a bit also. I think she's, as a comedian, she's, it's like a personality trait. She's like, oh, I'm not a reader. Just don't, yeah, yeah. just stop talking yeah, to just me stop, about this book. Stop talking I, I'm to not me about books. I'm not which I, read Which it. I kind of, I'm into. That's funny. Well, also, um, this, uh, we got a really nice, sweet Patreon uh, message and uh, from one of our, our patrons who said that they like went to the library and it made me so happy. I was like, just to, to get all of Octavia Butler's works. And oh! I was just so excited. Like if I could get more people to go to the library because I've said this before, but I really think it's one of the few last strongholds of anti-capitalistic um, thinking. Like, you know, anybody can go to the library. Yeah. It's free. It's public. Uh, I was talking to a librarian, though, who who works at the library. And, and this person was, they were saying, like, uh, just be careful how you, you know, uh, fetishize the library. Because we, sometimes there are people, librarians who are like, this person smells, this homeless person smells, and they'll call the cops on this person, you know? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, right? Because, it, you know, yeah. so I, I've sort of fantasized the library as like, you know, this free public, you know, beautiful health place. But even that yeah. is like, well, you know. There are humans in there. So that makes sense that they're still foul anyway. play but i loved going to the library as a kid like my library in my hometown athens it wasn't your average joe like it, that shit was popping they used to have puppet shows in there like You've it had, never it taken had multiple me. floors i i should take yeah, you the next I time would we love go. To go yep the athens regional library shout out and also shout out to jaleel who left a really great uh review in our patreon street messages that, that's who went and got the octavia books. correct yeah, but, yeah i just yeah, wanted yeah. i just wanted them to know like that's that's you and we appreciate you yeah yeah. Um, but it was a private message, so I didn't know like if we oh. should share private messages. I don't know, we can I'm so bad about that now. Like yep. the the well, lines can... of like what's private because and what's you share public, everything. You I share my share. junk to the internet. Do I share your junk or do you come home and strip off all of your clothes no, no, and then I, hop in front I of the I wasn't camera? talking about my I was you talking hop just in the I know I wasn't talking about my my body. I was talking just my junk like no, like, you talk about your No, I, I was talking about the my internet junk. goes up trying to like my, look my, at your junk. The, Not trying to look at it, but sometimes it's just right in their face. And I kind of just let people gawk. People are like, respectfully, sis, I'm looking at your husband's penis. I'm like, you can. It's fine. I wasn't referring to that. <laughs> I okay, just, actually, I was. I know you are. You like the attention. Funny. You you there. There's a little bit of you that likes it. Like you like really like settling into this like. I'm the dad bod. I'm the I'm the guy that comes home and takes okay, off. Okay, I like his to clothes. think that I'm a little bit more than a dad bod. You're literally about to have a dad bod. Yeah, though. but you have a, oh, but dad bod like you can not be a f- dad and still have a dad bod. Right. Right. I'm sorry. Oh, do do you not like that I said dad bod? No, it's fine. I'm just I got a I'm mama bod for sure. Right, but I just got a gym membership, so 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 we should just unpack you know, your whole like body stuff here. We no, should. we don't have to do that. <laughs> um, I think we should take an ad break. We should. I love your body, by the way. You know that, right? I don't, I yes. don't want people, I don't want people thinking like your body shame. I don't, me. I don't need you at the gym. You can go if you want to, but I like, I like the, my heart. I like being able to breathe a little bit easier. Yeah. Yeah. Ad break. Yeah. Sex break. Ad break. Ad breaks and, and a sex break. <laughs> What's more important than peace of mind? 
nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, ugh, you know we face them, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe. Or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Baby, it's cold outside. And you know that winter weather can leave your skin feeling ashy, crusty, dry. So what's the solution? Quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it the most, hydration that lasts and prevents dryness, and high quality nourishing ingredients like squalane, coconut oil, kapwaku butter, and jojoba seed oil. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, it's in the episode notes, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with code BELIEVE. All right, and we're back. And we're back. All right, so we are on the last, oh, we are on the last, uh, you know, two parts, and there's a five-year time jump. And Tracker, when we meet him, he is on a fucking mission because he has finally, you know, they completed their mission. They found the boy. They reunited the boy to the queen who's going to fight her brother, the king of the north. And five years later, it turns out that the boy that they got is actually addicted to like vampire blood and is just a little demon child. As one is. And has run away. And, uh, And in that event tracker has sort of finally found love with mossy so he goes he's gone back and he's lived with the minji children that he originally saved in the beginning of the book but it turns out that the demon boy led um asaboam who is this like flesh-eating monster that the leopard killed in the uh, leopard killed his brother in the uh, beginning of the book the demon boy has led asaboam back to tracker and has killed all of Tracker's children and killed Mossy. And so now Tracker's Tracker, children? Yeah. He calls them his children, but not hmm. born of him. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Like the, the Minji, and he's named all of them. Like Giraffe Boy now has a an actual name, and I forgot their names. Um, yeah, there's a lot of motherfuckers. In yeah, this there's book. a lot of names, but the, the beauty of this is that even though he did not birth these children, and even though he's in a, you know, a gay relationship, like with Mossy, like Mossy and Trackers consider these children their this children. This is a family unit. Yeah. Yeah. And and Asabom goes and just brutally like ter- like consumes them and graphically destroys these kids that Tracker has raised and has finally maybe you know, we think he's finally found peace, but <laughs> you fucking dog. <laughs> no, go just go um, feed him real quick. Go on ahead. And um I'm I'm petting him. And so uh it sort of it sort of 
that's that's it. So now Tracker is going to um, find the boy again, and the queen has actually hired Tracker to find the boy. And Tracker's like, well, if I find your son again, I'm going to kill him. Because the, the boy, you have to remember, who the boy without a name, who's supposed to be the king mm-hmm. of the South and king and unite these kingdoms, he was raised by a fucking, like, monsters. He was raised by this, like, bug monster. He was raised by Asaboam, and he was raised by this lightning vampire. And so, so at he, that point, he's not... He's, he's, he's not... damaged goods, as they he's, say. The, you, you have to understand, like, I think this book sort of deals with this question. Um, and and I, I've sort of started to reframe our outlines a little bit where we sort of start with essential questions. I like that. Just but, for right, people who've read and have yeah. it. Yeah. And like one of the questions it deals like, how do you deal with children that have, you know, prefer sucking blood instead of breast milk? Mm. You know, and have <laughs> been the, raised by that's vampires. That's the essential question today. And they're just beyond. Well, you know, the essential question right. is like, how do you deal with a child that is so traumatized that it seems like they're beyond saving? Yeah, I mean, I think we've both dealt with children who fall in that bucket, and uh, as uh, not uh, at our own experience, like God, having I those children. Not. But I know, right? Let me not speak too soon. Um, but we have dealt. You know, I used to be a former high school teacher. You're currently a teacher. And and you can sometimes just see it. You're like, what am I supposed... Especially in high school. You're like, you're fucking 18. Like, I am so worried. And especially at the time, I was teaching on the South Side. So you're like, you are a black teenager um, who has been failed by so many adults. Um, and, And you probably might have, like, undiagnosed bipolar disorder or you might have undiagnosed ADHD, but we're here at the end of the finish line now. And the thing and the the behaviors that you are exhibiting are sadly going to get you killed. And because this world is cruel and does not value mental health, especially in like young black kids, especially a lot of our black boys. And so I just remember like I, I kind of had to sort of distance myself from those kids. Like I, I used to tell teachers all the time, like I get along with like bat shit, like bitchy girls than I do so more than like these apathetic kids that just like destroy the bathroom for no reason. Like I I don't even kind of engage at this point. I know there are, there are tons of teachers and professionals in those buildings that are like, no, that's my favorite kind of kid to, to hang out with and to sort of like deescalate and things like that. But it was, it's very hard when you, interact with those students when you interact with their parent because in in many cases their parents like when I tell you we've tried everything I I don't even know what to do you know yeah so I just I've had the privilege honestly of being able to walk away from my job as an educator and like from those kids you know yeah which is fucked up yeah I I'm super grateful that this year there's no kid that I feel that way like even the the more challenging students that I have I I've always had a really beautiful like moments of connection with them or support or like I you know I'm like take them out in the hallway um you know this past week I I um kids watch you know uh Black Panther Encanto. oh yes uh, Black Panther Great. you know like history month but the reason we did that is they had just finished uh, a pretty big essay and so I was sitting down with them 
And the essential question for the essay was, what is the role of police? And so I sat down with each one of them. They, they read their essay to me, and we talked about it and discussed. Mm-hmm. And even the kids who struggled, it was really fun to hear their opinions, and they were able to voice. And yeah. so I could grade them part in part by their essay, but also their speaking skills, right? Right. And so it was a really fun way to connect with students that way. And so I don't feel like I have any kid like the boy in you know, red, yeah. uh, Black Leopard, Red Wolf. Thank God. Uh, the other question, though, is that how do you deal with tremendous loss? I think these last two sections deal with tremendous loss because yeah. we've really we've really seen up to this point. Tracker is an entirely apathetic person. He, you know, he's known for saying like nobody loves no one himself. Like he says he he loves no one. And what we get reading these last two parts is that there was this missing five years where he has grown with these children he's named them he's really he's actually built a home in like the boa the boba tree Mm -hmm. like he's constructed this beautiful home and that's all reminiscent so he hasn't gone back to that and so we just learn about it through him reminiscing and we see that he's in immense pain and so tracker just goes Bat shit. He does. Axe wielding. There's so much He's killing everybody. Slicing. If you give him some lip, you get your lips yeah. literally cut off. He goes to, um, there's a, a place referenced throughout the book called like the witch's market. Mm-hmm. And he goes there to, you know, tracking this boy that sort of is responsible for the death of his, of his family. And like at one point he, uh, and the witch's market, it's very common for witches to kidnap children and to sell, sell them, them for mm-hmm. body parts and stuff. And so he finds a witch that he like chops her head up mm. and, and, and saves like, his baby. Literally axe to the back of the skull. You're like, like crush. Like and you know, gray I'm, I'm, matter just everywhere. I'm listening to the audio book because I'm like washing dishes and then being like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> if you can see this on YouTube, you'll see my face. Like, hmm. oh, uh, it's oh, super okay. violent. I, I like, almost couldn't even continue washing my dishes because I would just see like, all of this like, like pasta sauce that we had left over <laughs> and I'd be like, I can't even pasta finish sauce this because I'm, I'm so pregnant and now this book is talking about like, I, I, <laughs> I feel a shit cooking up right now, if we can be honest, because it was just so gory. Damn. Yeah. So he, at one point, the scene where I realized that Tracker has gone absolutely uh, trauma based, like violence is when... He and when he finds this child, you know, saves his child from a witch and he's trying to find somewhere to put this child so he can go and contact this scientist in the witch's market to help him find the boy. Right. And he like knocks on this person's house and the person's like, yeah, I'll take the boy. But what's going to stop me from from selling the selling the child? And Tracker like grabs the man's hand and chops it off mm-hmm. in front of him, and and like holds his hand and, set, and like hold holds his severed hand and says, <laughs> <laughs> "Like stop fucking playing with me, <laughs> like, like you ain't." And I'm chopping off the other one. Yeah, if if you well, sell this baby, he's like, "If you sell this baby, I will use this hand to as your scent to track you down." Yeah, and, and like, and I will cut your penis. He says, "I will slice your penis." Ooh, trigger like, warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> like a uh, like a bush skirt. Like a like bush into skirt. Into so many tiny pieces, like literally like shredded paper. Wow. Into a skirt. 
talking about a penis now. Yeah. Horrible stuff. And you know what? Did you did you ever see uh, Man on Fire? It's one of my favorites. Oh, sure, yeah. It's like when Denzel Washington Denzel is Dakota like, Fanning. like a little white girl goes missing and all and, hell breaks loose. And J-Lo's you know uh, ex- Yes, Mark uh, Anthony. Mark An- yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> not not J. I mean, J Lo's got a couple X's. Yeah, that was that's why that was it was. Funny. I guess it was too broad. Right. <laughs> J Lo is my girl. Though. Let's, yeah. let's this Jenny is a J Lo. This is a J Lo yep. loving podcast. Who is not Mexican? No, I think she's Puerto Rican. Yeah, but she played the most one of the most famous Mexican American singers. Yes. Are, are, are you trying to att- like jump on that fight right now too? Yeah. Go no, for I it. I think J Lo should be canceled for that oh, for what she so. did in the nineties. <laughs> He's kidding. If you're I'm uh, new totally to the show. joking. Uh, but that is a fact. I, you know, maybe looking back, they should have chosen a Mexican American actor. Uh, but how did we get here? Oh, we're talking brain. about no uh, chopping up penises. We into were talking tiny about chopping up penises. Into pieces. Oh yes, it reminded me of Denzel Washington and Man oh, on yeah. Fire because you know uh, when um, uh, Peta, I think it was her name, went missing. I mean, he went. Hey, Pete, I don't, I don't remember her name, but he was like his her bodyguard. I really do love that movie, even though I made a joke about like little white girls going missing. Um, and and in one scene, like he finds like the brother of the guy who captured her, and he just like shoots his hand. Like you remember, he like yeah. put his hand over, like he's placed his hand on the top of the gum and just. just oh yeah, it. I remember that. Yeah, I mean he he fucked up a lot of people. Like he put like that bomb in that guy's asshole. Oh, it was man. it's a really good one. If you haven't seen Man on Fire, it was one of my favorites for a really long time. So I think that the last two parts of this book is like Man on Fire. Yes. Meets fantasy. Very the Joker fantasy. a little bit too. Yeah. Like I got heavy like Heath Ledger vibes when because near the end, Tracker's like, okay, you're, you know, the the moral the ethics have left the building. I, I don't disagree. I, I'm going to disagree with you because I this scene, though, shows that Tracker will do anything to save children. Like, And Tracker is right. telling the story, so he's constantly telling us, like, he doesn't care about anything. He, you know, this doesn't matter. Anything. The Joker's kind of like that. But, but when Tracker says that, but he constantly makes decisions to save children. Remember, he saves mm-hmm. that child from being raped from a giant yeah. earlier in the story. Mm-hmm. He saves... Um, he saves this little boy, this baby, from a witch and from a man who threatens to sell the boy. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. So he's like, what is it? Chaotic good? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Look at me learning the terms. From uh, the, yeah, the alignments, the D&D alignments. Yeah, maybe. I think that could be helpful. Um, the other thing, the big question they look at is like, how do you deal with betrayal? And so throughout this book, you have this relationship between Black Leopard and Red Wolf, and Black Leopard has uh, the Leopard has also been hired to find the boy who's intentionally, you know, ran away from the land of Maru, which this land is just bizarre. It's a land that encloses people and curses you, so you can never escape. There are many lands too. Yeah, the, the yeah. lingo was one of my faves. Yeah, Maru is fascinating, especially when the ground starts to rise up, and there's literally like a this weird physical blockade. So if you try to escape, it, it hits you. No, yeah, it says like, like no man, field. no man mm-hmm. can leave Maru. Anyway, um, the you know tracker, the red wolf, sometimes referred to, leaves to find this boy, and but sorry, the queen sorry, has also hired uh, the leopard as well to find the boy. Yes, and I, so and they have this conflict because you know leopard is trying to you know meet the queen's you know service where tracker is looking for revenge. 
and there's this level of like and they're betrayal. also like exes like they are low-key so it's just like imagine if you and your ex were on like the same mission but for different purposes yeah and it's like what you doing here like and they have that that conflict and it's it's i don't know you i got you got ex conflicts not anymore thank oh, god oh when did you did you recently have ex conflicts well why did you say not anymore don't be coy now. No, I I mean, uh, I think like, so in college when I broke up with uh, the person I was dating, mm-hmm. um, we still... Like, oh, you hung... broke up with him? Oh. No, I think she... Bro- no, she broke up with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want to set the record. <laughs> this is on the record. <laughs> I No, I think... I don't know if that was a conflict. Uh, there was a conflict where I was dating someone, we broke up, but we were still seeing each other, and then I matched with one of her friends on... T- Tinder, oh! who I realized wasn't really her friend, but I sort of knew. I well, I was damn. Like, did you fuck her friend? No, no, because her friend like immediately stopped talking to me once we realized like that we knew the same people, and the reason we knew the same people was because of my ex. Would the friend been a better match? I think so. Or you, we will never know. We'll never know. I mean, we never met up. And or then anything. you met the queen. On Tinder. Yeah. Well, yes, I did. But then my ex was really upset at me. She's like, why are you talking to other people? I'm like, well, because we're we broke, broke up. We broke up. I thought we was broke I up. I thought we were broke up. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did guess you, there's like a G code or something. Did you make it clear that y'all had broken up? Yes. I was like, we're seeing other people. Break out with me right now. Like I, hypothetically. I think maybe we should take a break and not see each other. I mean, maybe we can still have sex. This is you breaking up. Yeah, this is me breaking up. This is what I you think said we should break at the up. time. I think we should break up. Why? Why should we break up? Uh, because we're just like you're, you're. We're going in different directions. I think like we're not really meant for each other. I think we could be good friends and we can have sex, but I don't think we should be together. I don't think we should be exclusive. Uh, that's pretty clear. Yeah, I, of course I'm fucking clear. I'm a communicator. I run a podcast with you. You oh you run it. I do run it. I oh, run okay. this shit. All right. <laughs> You're pretty clear. But I mean, it's it's fucked up to be like, we can still fuck off. But talk about not being clear. Are tree humans alive? I think so. Like if you're a mixture of a human and a tree, are you alive? The only reason I say that is that when on Tracker's journey to get his revenge, he runs into this scientist who's like turned his wife and son into these like half plant, half tree type of things. Mm-hmm. And Tracker kills them. And I was like, oh, that's not really a big deal. Like, he didn't break his ethics of killing this boy. And I thought it, it was a big deal, yeah. Well, the the reason I said that is because I, I was like, these are not conscientious humans. They are, like, being kept alive by this, like, weird-ass scientist. For those who need a little bit of context, because, you know, I like hearkening back to things that a lot of us understand just in case you haven't seen the movie um or just in case you haven't read the book i would liken this to maybe like i don't know the 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 weeping willow in harry potter you remember that scene but i think even the weeping willow had more consciousness than these i I took it as the same thing like that willow tree couldn't talk yeah but it it responded it had actions these things were like um, they were still. They weren't moving. I thought they were responding. I interpreted it. Yeah, so maybe I, I wasn't I reading maybe. carefully. I mean, you know, I'd be singing to plants. You, you have a so history of say. not reading carefully, too. Do I? Yeah, the blue check mark thing earlier. 
Can we keep going? Keep running this fire. I think I've made a fool of myself. I, I admitted it, and I'm gonna get. I'm, that's why I'm admitting it here on the podcast, where it's a safe space. Because if I admitted that, like, if I like try to do a YouTube video or a TikTok, like telling my story and telling people to watch out, I would just get dragged. You know. Very true. It would just be a freaking, you know, for shame. What what do you call that? Like in the Renaissance era, shame. Where it's like, shame. Oh, <laughs> like oh, oh the Game of Thrones. Yeah, whatever it is, it would be shame. that. Shame. Yes, yeah. I would be shamed. I might as well wear a scarlet blue check on my shirt <laughs> uh, <laughs> while I get stoned, <laughs> like a biblical whore. <laughs> so, if you've uh, just flipping the page a little bit, um, sometimes we are enemies. You and I. Yes. Yep. And but sometimes we make alliances with each other, even though we're enemies. So like when do you make alliances with your enemies? Like why what compels someone to make alliance with your enemies? Like I, I think that's a great question that's asked. Another here. common enemy. Another common enemy <laughs> or goal. A goal, right? <laughs> so it's like you find the other enemy that's worse. Because okay. The politics of this story is that you know, reiterating, you have this northern king, and then the northern king has a sister who is, um, who should be the real king, the from, real the, king. Yep. from the north. Lizzie Solo. And then there's also like the south who are also fighting for the north. So the north has this internal conflict, etc. Then you have the king's advisor called. The Aisi, who can control birds, and he's also referred to as the God Destroyer. And so Tracker and Aisi combine themselves together to find the boy who would overthrow the Northern King. And both of them want the boy dead. It's like the time when I ask you, are Harley Quinn and the Batman friends? Yeah, I think at times they are. It's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Anyway. I just, I love their, I think that, I love when stories do that, when two characters are pinned against each other, and then you bring in a third enemy that makes these two people who don't work <laughs> together actually work together. And I think that Hits sort of reflects, yeah, yeah, it reflects, yeah. So I think on it, so our common enemy, enemy is the mortgage, right, is the mortgage, but we're still enemies, and Correct. we and we constantly have that in the back of our head. <laughs> And this child, raising this child is going to be the ultimate evil that we both have to conquer. Correct. I hope this child is not a demon child that like sucks on blood. Well, not even that. Like prefers lightning blood, vampire blood. My, you know, my niece is uh, just my brother and his girlfriend recently had a child in September. And so uh, this child that they had is the happiest baby. Um. And I love my brother, but he's kind of a fuck boy. So I was like thinking like, oh my God, now the stars are going to send us <laughs> the, the, the fussiest little diva uh, because Azuri is nothing of the sort. Like she, she smiles all day. She only whimpers slightly if she's pooped or needs milk, but she is a very content, very happy baby. And I, the minute my mom found out I was having a girl. She was like, oh, I can't wait. Cause you know, my mom used to go at it in high school. Cause yeah. she, like everything. It's just like, I got my belly button pierced and I got my tattoos and then I shaved my head. So we were just arguing all the time. And so now my mom's like, you're going to get 
a child that is going to I, argue with you day and night because you gave me hell that way. I literally wrote in my notes for this book, children are the cause of pain. <laughs> oh, this is, you uh, are so dramatic. It's so, it's so good. Uh, the, Speaking I mean, of, we might have to wrap up soon because, you know, we got a doctor's appointment and we yeah. procrastinated all day. The last thing I want to say is that throughout the book, we never really talked about this, is that the griots, a little bit, the griots have so much um, power. And there is an entire beautiful song in part five. It's very short and it's yeah. very poetic. And it reminds you, reminded me reminiscent of a lot of fantasy novels that... Uh, throw in these long beautiful songs but it's all accompanied with the Korah and I as I was reading this book I was listening to Korah music in the background mm-hmm. and everyone should just like go to Spotify listen to the sound of a Korah it's Spell inc- it. it's uh, K-O-R-A mm-hmm. it's so beautiful it's a very it's it's the uh, African fantasy equivalent North African um, uh, for the most part and it's sounds like a lute, or or it's maybe equivalent to a lute, uh, because the lute and the kora. But I think the kora even goes farther back than the development of the lute. I actually don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, in <laughs> fantasy novels, Western fantasy novels, you see people like going around playing the lute. But in here, people go around and play the kora. Yeah. And so definitely go check out the Cora. It's absolutely beautiful. And yeah, you would stop me like every five pages to be like, can we please name our second child Cora? I'm uh, like, yeah. let me squeeze this one out and I will see. Because The Legend of Cora is a great TV show. And then also it's an instrument and I love the instrument. So you so. want our child to just be an instrument that one plucks at. I do. I, there's not a lot of physical things that I like to have, but I do love music and I love I love playing music. I love playing the guitar, the electric guitar, my violin. I would love to Are you learn manifesting how to play the a, a musician when you do things like name your child Cora I, with with the music in mind? I think I, I whatever. I feel like we're manifesting a reader with with I don't, Oscar Wilde. Tribute. But if a, if a, some people just are not musically inclined and there's nothing I can do to that. Like I, I hope to develop I think anybody can develop a love of music, but not everyone can develop the ear for music i think you or can the, train or the throat for it right the, yeah the, that is very true because you know you you'd be trying to harmonize with me and it doesn't always work out okay right yes it is and, and, and what what to to quote you it it doesn't mean you don't deserve it you just <laughs> what did you say earlier yeah you just don't have the, the credentials the you don't have the credentials yeah which is fine and credentials are you don't have the talent. Bullshit. No, I didn't say that. You have the talent. You deserve it. No, I'm saying it. that about you. You don't have the talent, but you deserve it. Yeah. That's that's what I that's heard. That's contradictory. That's what I heard when you said that to me earlier. Okay. I'm going to name our second child Blue Chick with hopes that we manifest. I'm going to name our child Verification. It's going to be like Vera, <laughs> like V-E-R-A, <laughs> middle name, vacation. <laughs> when you're... When influencing is a lifestyle and not a job. Oh, so stupid! God. How did we even get here? Like this right. wasn't even a career ten years ago. All right, I, I have, I have. Uh, we'll get into the size. The only side I have is that if you not trust the writer, like you really have to go into this book trusting Marlon James. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're gonna tr- struggle with this book a little bit. Yeah, be- keeping up with the characters. Yes, but that being said, the characters do loop. And the politics are reiterated. And there's Correct. like, 
for example, the oh yeah, the storytelling in that final part six, like it summarized uh, everything yes, and reiterated. Tracker truck had to was re- recounting the tales uh, to this other character whose name I'm forgetting, but Nika. Was it was Nika. Because Nika's memory was lost. Nika was this incredibly violent oh, person, maybe. was turned into the vampire, which asks a really good question. Are you still culpable for your wrongs if you have forgotten your wrongs? Which is a question that people talk all the time, especially with the death penalty. If oh, someone was mentally ill, well, well, yeah, someone who has a mental illness commits a terrible crime. Right. Because of their mental illness, they forget that crime, they're still killed. Anyway, but that's, that's another... Shit, Another question the book asks, but I, I mean, yeah. read the book. It's beautiful. Yeah. If you've seen the pharmacist on Netflix that got into a really interesting thing because um, like one of the ladies that like ran one of the like most popular pill mills was late, like, like a week or two before her trial, she got into this like horrendous car accident and like her brain was, you know, mm. she's not, she wasn't a vegetable, but she essentially like couldn't stand fit for trial. So it's like, Great. Yeah. What have you're you're culpable for all these deaths, but now you can't be tried. It it was interesting. Um, also, I'd be careful with the, using the term vegetable. It's dehumanizing. Oh, I think, I think I'm maybe super say sorry. something. Yeah, I I think there. Yeah, I it's probably fun. fucked that up in the past. Yes, that's okay. Um, um, I mean, language is important. No, so just thank you for checking that. me on that. Yeah, when your brain is uh, when you have a traumatic brain, when you have injury. a traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. and you're no longer able to function in the same capacity. I I, I, I don't. How would yeah. I fix that? Fix that for me real quick. It's not fixing. I think you you addressed it. Yeah. Not, okay. Not, well, I didn't not mean describing to... a human as a uh, yeah as people a, first a, a non conscious um you know you know vet you know a food right. food substance you know yeah no good point thank you for that that call in if you will this is why we're together that's why this we're is great. why we're together Ben and I actually do the the checking of each other's language like all day we do so the internet you don't have to but you know you, you still will and we, you should um. Ben, with that being said, why don't you work with the show? In conclusion, Black Leopard Red Wolf is about loss, family, and revenge. Uh, you will never forget this book. Whether you like it or dislike it, you will never forget this fucking book. Go ahead, read it. And you will never find a friendly like me. Still a lot of life left for me. Ah! Ooh, you whore. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Sci-Fi Side Podcast. Up next, we're going to be watching a movie. We kind of cheated on this. Womp, womp. This movie is co-directed by a black man whose name is Peter Ramsey. But you know this movie as Into the Spider-Verse, starring Miles Morales. um, Super black-centric movie. And because, you know, we've been talking a lot about Spider-Man. And uh, if you've seen the new Spider-Man, it's really good. So we're going to talk about this awesome Spider-Man throwback. Uh, It was created in 2018. To be fair. Also, what what that note you pulled up? Peter Ramsey became the first African American to be nominated for and win an Academy Award for this film, uh, best animated feature for Into the Spider Verse. So I, I think we can yeah, we, should we can this. review it. But there were two white co directors. I'll, I'll be honest about that. So check out Into the Spider Verse if you have not seen it, and we will see y'all next week for the show. Bye y'all. Bye bitches. Benjamin James. I love bitches. I'm a bitch. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.